with the Endless Overtime Podcast. Today we're on episode 14 with your host, that not a bum, Dark. Yes, sir. On time today. We here. What's up, guys? The lovely Nina. To be fair, we were all late today, but hey, everyone. We don't talk about that. <laughs> and then uh, me thinking. So, a lot happened since the last episode, which shouldn't be surprising since this episode was like, what, nearly a month ago at this point? It's definitely been a minute. I think it was the last one was the April Fools. And we talked about that. No, because we didn't even make one on April. This is our first April episode. No, but like before April. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. Contemplative. <laughs> I'm tripping then. No. No, we didn't even talk about the April. We didn't talk about anything April Fools. At all. Damn it. That, but, uh, it has been long then. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. But uh, first and foremost, I guess, let's, uh, how are you guys doing? That's the last one. You go, Amina. I'm doing pretty good. I've just been living life, I guess, whatever that means nowadays. Felt that. <laughs> Nothing too crazy, just kind of existing, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that too. Um... I have graduated from my coding boot camp since the last time. This episode Congratulations. Oh, shit, man. Congrats, man. How long did it Dang. take in total again? It was six months. It started back in October. And I just finished it. What was it? April 4th. April 4th. So you a master coder now? I'm something. But yeah, so I'm going to start looking for a job for that soon. Start making actual decent money. But, uh, yeah, so that's been me since the last one. But. Does it feel good? Oh, yeah, it feels great. I finally have off days again. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, I haven't had any real off days for six months. It's been interesting. Really, really interesting. I feel you, man. I'm trying to freaking, I want to start a programming like uh, online class on programming and stuff. Just trying to find a good uh, course, but soon I might be like you suffering. <laughs> it's rough, uh, man. Uh, I'll help you out. I can send you some links. Yeah, Bless. I can send you some links with the stuff that I I looked over before I ended up choosing mine. Bless, bless your soul. Alright, yeah, so I'll, I'll do that after, like, the pot or something. But, uh, I guess I guess that's enough of that, so let's just jump right into it. First and foremost, I don't know if we actually remember this. I don't even, I don't even think I really, like, paid attention and did it. But we did have a debate in the last episode about Ash and whether or not Bob targeting the things he's shooting would be a good or bad thing. Did you check any Ash gameplay whatsoever since then? Um, well, I've actually been playing Ash because I've been kind of, um, I'm going to say like since the latter half of the season, I've kind of made it like my own personal goal to, uh, really learn DPS and like see how far I can climb on it competitively. So she's been like my, 
go-to hit scan other than uh, McCree if he gets taken. So I've been playing her a lot, and I still stand by what I was saying. With I think uh, I think Bob targeting whoever I shoot at is a pretty decent thing. There were some moments though that you guys were right with that can fuck you over sometimes, just throwing them in there. Uh, and sometimes you just wanted to disrupt and shoot at other people. But for the most part, I think I like that he shoots at whoever you shoot at. Okay, okay. I won't lie. I have not played a lot of Ash since then. Um, I think I remember for the first two days, but then after that, I kind of just forgot. There's been so much going on in my life, obviously. I forgot about little things like that. Usually, I want to come home, play Overwatch, decompress, not test the numbers or interactions of a character. Plus, I think I just really wanted to like learn other things at the time. I started playing Mohanzo again. But, alright. If you say it's not that bad, I'll, I'll believe you for now. Maybe after the pod, you can test it out. Replay a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, next Me- thing. Oh, what do you want to say, Mina? I definitely think it's a little easier to survive. All you have to do is get out of line of sight of the ash now. If you're good enough. Fast enough. That is fair. That is fair. Objectively looking at it from that perspective, it would just be easier to survive. Yeah, because even if Bob is in between your whole team, if she shoots at someone else and you just even if you're looking dead at Bob, it won't matter because he's he's not looking at you. Yeah, he's looking at whoever ashes. But it's it's still not that bad if you're good enough to use her in the right places to where you have a better line of sight in a wider field. It works out really well. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Oh, it is what it is. Next, we can talk about the catch up Mari game mode. What'd you guys think of it? If I can be 100% with you, I did not know that was even an event in the game mode. I had no ideas. This was after the Roadhog skin, right? It was kind of like the promote that or whatever. Yes. What do you think? I didn't even get to play it, I'm going to be honest. Alright. I was the only one who really played it, I guess. It was me and Michi. It could be frustrating, but I liked it as a game mode. It's like a... It's like a kill confirmed. Mm. If I'm if I'm remembering this correctly. So basically, the way it would go, you play in like teams of three, I think, and you just get thrown into some random map. Not even the full map, I don't think. Just some random map. Like, it, they throw us on Hanamura, and you wouldn't even get... It was just all of point A and the point A spawn. And when you died you'd get respawned immediately kind of like a what's it called 4v4 deathmatch so you know you die you just appear somewhere else on the map or near your teammates so it plays like deathmatch but when you get a kill you have to pick up their patch of Mario on the ground they drop a patch of Mario that looks like them you have to pick it up to get the kill but they can also pick up the patch of Mario and it'll save that character and you won't get a point towards the kill. It was pretty fun. A uh, little 
a little uh, frustrating sometimes. Like there were some blowout games just because some of your teammates just wouldn't be all there or the enemy team would just be better. But overall, I'd say it was a pretty fun game mode. I enjoyed playing it. Wait, does it drop like generic Pachamoris or ones that are like modeled oh, after no, the character? Oh, no, modeled after the character. They're oh, so everyone the has their own little Pachamaris? Yes. That's cute. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, outside of that, though, we can move on to the next little event. Kind of run through it real quick. What did you guys think of the April Fool stuff? Now I love this. Those were so good. This was great. This is probably one of my favorite, like, probably just other than competitive mode or like quick play that I've like ever enjoyed in Overwatch. This was great. I mean, all of the voice lines were funny. The googly eyes are a classic. But then, like, the little details, like, every person playing Ryan is immediately screaming in chat, followed by a Ryan saying. It's great. And the buffs were amazing, too. I, I did enjoy I did enjoy the, the game mode, I'll admit. Um... Do you think it was just a whole bunch of like workshopped ideas for abilities that they threw out the window? I mean, flying shatter was just the coolest shit ever. That was saying. so fucking cool. Coming from the top ropes, like I'm fucking Rey Mysterio. It was awesome. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. It was ridiculous. Um, it was insane. I will say that. And the the voice lines. And my favorite one was the Hanzo one. The the nom 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 nom. <laughs> Nah, much I hate this character. My favorite was Moira. The fact that she said Kamehameha was so fucking funny. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, Ashes was funny. But she but she said Frank. Fred, I mean Bob, do something. Oh, that was great. Great. I'm trying to think who else's was um McFree uh, just saying uh, random times, the same yeah. stuff. It's bed in the morning. <laughs> uh Kitiko would just say believe it. Oh, beautiful. Genji saying ching 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 from the sword. That was funny. <laughs> uh, oh, Ash was broken in that game mode. Oh, she got like taken out for a while, right? Did yes, she even come she, back she, or no? No, she never came back because she was too good. <laughs> she was that good. I don't know if you guys noticed or realized what was happening, but but whenever she would throw her dynamite and blow it up on someone first of all it would do insane amounts of damage like so much damage you couldn't out heal it sometimes and then on top of that it would spread to other people if they were near you so you could you could hit one person even a tank and they'd be dead within a couple seconds and then, of course, it spread to someone else if they walked by the tank. And they'd be dead even faster. So you could just get whole team kills just off one dynamite. <laughs> yeah, for the, for, the, for the few hours that she was out, I abused her. <laughs> I abused her for my Ws. But it was well worth it because, one, it was just hilarious to watch. Yeah, no, I never, uh, I didn't get to see her in time for, uh, like, her being in there. When I, when I started playing the mode, she was just permaban. 
So, but that mode was awesome, man. I wish I keep something like that around more, but I'm probably just save it for April Fools. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'd be as special if they kept it around for too long. So, you know, we'll see something like it again probably next year with even more wacky heroes to, <laughs> well, uh, to look at. I wonder if they'll just recycle the same thing or will they even add more, like, you know, new interactions? I mean, of course, there'll be new heroes, so I'm sure we'll hear different things for them. But yeah, I just wonder in general. They'll have new shit. Probably That'd be new. awesome. Yeah, probably some new interactions. I'm not sure I want to see the Hammond Mines being able to follow you come back, though. That was ridiculous. That was horrifying. That's just illegal. Yeah, there still, was nothing... It wasn't as horrifying. It wasn't as horrifying as Ash, but it's still illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There was something Another terrifying one. about slowly hearing a faraway Winston come closer towards you as he, like, hops around, like, forebodingly. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, yo, Ramatra Ramatra was so weird <laughs> just, The man was always In Nemesis form And still had his barrier This is uncalled for This he was he shouldn't be able to Oh god I like to talk thought... This shit just went full range Like that's what that's what like people Exaggerated so cause like that's what it was like Bro was pulling yeah. from dimensions <laughs> Yeah his hook went Dumb far Um and then tracers didn't even didn't work. Think, yeah, tracers, tracers didn't work. At first, I didn't think Doomfist worked, but it did. <laughs> and the fact that you could have an empowered slam, like what even? You know what I wish? For the memes, they gave him his one shot back just for that one mode. Give him the one shot. Would have been great. That would have been the best. That would have been the best. But unfortunately, we didn't get that. May was terrifying though, because of the way her wall worked at the time. Because you know how um, you can change its position. Oh yeah. You know, either make it um yeah, they so the, what they did with her wall is that when you first use it, if you don't change its position, it's a T shape. <laughs> so. Hmm. <laughs> No escape. You no escape. Yeah, you you'd separate the enemies like either like half of them on one side, half of the other, and then there'd still be like the whole top part of the team where there could be more people. But then if you mess with it, it creates a half like a half uh it would create an incomplete box. So it would just be like the two sides of a square and the top part, but no bottom. So I remember playing into that on Midtown and our tank would go forward and she'd raise the wall and I was a character crime, I was Hanzo so I'd climb up the wall and look on the other side and just see him blocked off on both sides and he's just <laughs> there boxed in literally getting frozen to death and just shat on by the entire enemy team and I was just like oh that's <laughs> that's frightening one of my favorites was uh, Genji. If you say I need healing, there's a chance you'll get just random healing if you just say. They need to put that in the game. That one, that one actually what? does need to be put in the game. Start, start, start in the playing. You kept playing Genji. He just kept spamming. I, I think I was on Zen one game, so all I kept hearing was I need healing every five seconds. Oh, it was funny. That's hilarious. 
that's that's just great, honestly. Zen was also OP. His kick being like a movement ability, yo, I was like getting to the <laughs> skybox, fucking yo, raining it down on people. That was uncalled for. That was uncalled. There was a, oh, there was another rig. Rig. That was the other person, the other support who just got a free movement ability. Who <laughs> your maces, someone? It would attach to them and pull you towards them. She got the grappling hook, man. <laughs> she did. She had a grappling hook. Oh my god. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that patch was great. Great. Probably that, was great. that might be my favorite so far of this uh this game's lifespan. For sure. Yeah, that was a really that was a really good like April Fool's patch. But hopefully we get another one next year that's even better. Plus we'll have more heroes. And uh speaking of heroes, we can go ahead and move on to probably the maybe biggest maybe second biggest topic of the episode life weaver so the newest hero is finally announced another support added to the cast by the name of life weaver and uh first and foremost before we just dive right into the abilities what do you guys just think of the aesthetic or design overall absolutely made for the gaze Absolutely. Also, I, I really actually love it. It makes sense what they meant by it. their character is like cute. I, I I understand it. It is very much a mercy cute. Yeah, I thought um, I saw bro and I was like, yeah, he's zesty, a little zesty. <laughs> he had a little extra pep in his step. So but he looks cool, though. My guy's open to all bridges. He is pansexual. So oh, fun shit. fact, we, representation. <laughs> Here we go. I don't mind the representation. I just hope they don't make it his entire identity. Oh, I That's got it. That's I think it's overdone. I think it's going to be more like I like too much nature. Like May and climate change. Maybe. Let's see here. You could tell he's Vishkar from the designs, though. Yeah. Oh, he's Vishkar? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Vishkar dropout. Oh, okay. I know. Oh, that makes sense because I guess Vishkar's based in India and he's from. Uh, yeah, you seem to remember Island. better than I do. So why don't you go mm-hmm. ahead and inform Dark of the Lore? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> him and uh, him and Symmetra actually went to the Vishkar Academy when they were younger together and were Did friends. Did they have beef? No, they no, they were Aww. chill. They were pretty chill. They were chill until my guy Life Weaver dipped. Um, it was actually one of the better, like, anyways, I don't know what ended up happening. He found himself surrounded in nature and it was like, this shit is all dying. What the fuck? So he used hard light to like start repairing and created a type of hard light that's self-generating to replicate like plant matter. Shit. Something like that. Off topic real quick. Imagine like that light fucking shit. We had that shit in real life. Oh, like lit we'd be. Everything would That'd be, be so solved. Cool. Everything would be solved. But anyway, that, that would be pretty little... cool. <laughs> it was a he also send the abilities in the group chat just so we can be able to look them all. Oh yeah, my guys also wanted it in seventeen countries. I don't know what for what for. What did he do? I'm I'm very confused about that too. All he does is make like trees and shit. Part of what the criminal now? activity? They don't want trees. 
Hey man, he can, he can make he can make any kind of tree. I mean, you can put you can put the pieces together. What kind of tree he's making? Wow, you went there. I mean, that's not illegal anywhere. World renowned, like everywhere. Dealer. Just just <laughs> okay. Just come to the Stop. US. Stop. Whatever. Wait, whatever. But let, let, let's move away from his questionable lore now, I guess, <laughs> and uh, we'll get into his abilities. So his weapons and his ultimate. First of all, he has the healing bloom. So you hold it to charge a healing burst and release it to heal a targeted ally. Now, based on some of the gameplay I saw, this ability is pretty forgiving. Like you can kind of be looking away from them and it'll like still kind of just jerk towards them and heal them up. The only issue is the charge time one it is a little annoying and it only does like 65 healing so it's not even really that great per se although the the healing bloom did already get a buff before he was even released so the buff to that is the charge time was reduced from 1.2 to one second and that and that one that one's like the burst one right yeah yeah have either of you okay. seen the healing at all I, from what I've seen, it's uh, it's like auto lock some people. It's right? not really much of aim required, and it, but I know he just doesn't do much. Yeah, it's healing, a slow projectile too. I think right. Yeah, he seems yeah. more like an actual support than a like a basic healer, which I'm cool with. I've been wanting that yeah. to be honest. But his some of his like, abilities oh. are questionable though. <laughs> yeah, I was I was watching Flats as he was testing the healing, and he was talking about how with other healers it's pretty easy he was in the training ground and you know how some healers like to test healing they will try and keep both of the bots alive in that one spot where they're getting shot at they'll try and keep them alive from critical like heal them up fully and keep them alive and uh he was testing that with life weaver and he was saying that it was actually relatively difficult because of the charge time so oh really yeah, he said it was hard to keep them out of the crit zone because of Damn, how long so it takes to charge the healing. Those bots. Yes, but see, you had the the point was to let them let the bots get the other bots the critical first. So you have to try and chart like kill both of them up to full without letting either of them die. And that and he said doing that was hard because he just the charge time made it difficult. So, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how much that, like, 0.2 on the one second would matter, but hopefully decent, and he can heal at a little bit of a faster pace. Uh, after the healing is his damaging ability, which, it's treated kind of like Mercy's Pistol. Like there's not just going to be an alternate fire you can click. You have to swap to, to you have to swap the weapon. It'll change his hand, and you won't be able to heal while you're doing it. But uh, he the the weapon is called Thorn Volley. So you rapidly rapidly fire a spread of projectiles. Kind of looks like the Needler from Halo, but less accurate. And it doesn't do a lot of damage. I think it's like five damage per per needle. And I actually, um, believe it or not, I really like that you have to swap to like a mercy pistol to use your fire rate. Because then I feel like he just would have been 
like a carbon copy of like uh, Kiriko in terms of like the base style. If it was like a healing damage, you're you're cutting out a little bit. What'd you say? Oh no, I was saying I feel like it would have been like too much of like a Kiriko gimmick if he was able to do like damage and heal at the same time. I feel like it's good that he has to swap to an alternate to do it, and even I don't even do much. I would agree with you if he actually did decent damage but he doesn't so even if he could damage and heal at the same time he'd be closer to like a moira than a kiriko he'd be a moira who has to aim her damage because kiriko can actually like murder you if they have decent enough aim yeah even if you have good aim with him he the spread especially if they're far away no you're not you're not really going to kill anyone you can just pepper in some damage yeah. I don't Hopefully. know. Hopefully. I, don't know if was... I mean, they'll adjust it. Yeah, but it is pretty rapid fire. I feel like close up, you could probably hold a fight. It's really just the spray on the drop off that you have to like be concerned with. Even though they don't have too much of a drop off, it's really more of a spray that's an issue. Maybe, but close up, his hitbox is so large, any DPS. Or even just a mildly dangerous support who does more damage than him, I don't think they lose that fight. Yeah. I guess but. it's just gonna depend on if he can support enough to make up for where he's lacking. Mildly dangerous yeah. is crazy to say. <laughs> mildly dangerous. Just gently. I would. I would. I'm serious. Like any mildly dangerous support will probably just destroy him. I was thinking about it's like DPS aren't the only things that like shoot at people in this game. Can you imagine just a random Lucio running up on this dude? I don't think he lives. Like one of those, one of those random Lucio gets value now. Gets value now. Exactly. Like Reddit Lucio against Zenyatta. Even though Zenyatta's hitbox is a little larger, that Discord is terrifying. And if the Zenyatta can aim, you don't want to be that rid of Lucio. But this guy, he has no Discord, and his damage isn't very high. So, he can, he can maybe fade, but we'll get that later. That's complete ability. So, we're going to skip the ultimate and go to those now. So, the ability is Pedal Platform. Pedal Platform that springs upward when stepped on. This shit this is, is crazy. Good. No, I think it's crazy. Just well, just for this one scenario at least. So I saw a clip. They, um, You're about it. You're about it. God damn it! What the fuck? <laughs> now, Even worse. Now, no, 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 you're good now. Fucking god. <laughs> oh, fuck! What I don't even. Oh, now what I was gonna say. <laughs> And it's one specific scenario that gets crazy. You know, if you get grabbed, you can just throw it at the bottom and your entire team gets to lift out of the grab, like freely to move. What? That's nuts. I saw um, Samito testing like all like um, the myth busting shit and no. you could do that. So that's going to be nuts. <laughs> no, that's too good. Yep, the grab doesn't go up with it. The shit's underrated. People are saying this shit don't look too bad, but I'm not saying it's going to be OP, but... It's another really good ability. Yeah, there are already people saying that uh, Life Weaver may be a direct counter to Zarya. Just because Zarya. of that. 
two did digits. You get that one. So I haven't. I of course haven't gotten to test this myself, but other people who've played it apparently, apparently the pedal platform. If you throw it near a door, step on it and step off, it'll go up, and it'll block off the door somehow. Even though technically really? there's what? nothing there, it, it blocks off the door. Wow. Okay. I mean, and that's you have to destroy it. Blank. But should it be able to block off the door if nothing's there? The platform is in the air. And it's there infinitely. So the the platform is above. Yeah, the platform is above the door, but it still blocks off everything below the door. Oh, it definitely sounds like a bug, though. Like, yeah, it's so I, have I think to be that fixed. might be a bug because you, you basically just walk into a. You walk into just an invisible wall. That's too, that's too Apparently, uh, Somber can hack the pedal. Somber can hack pedal and that shit just disappears. Somber being able to hack the pedal would be great. No, no, she can. Uh, it's been tested. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, at least that's something. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so at least that's something. But yeah, no, this platform's gonna be good. It's just like an extra shield to for any anyone who wants to be up there or just a random randomly placed McCree high noon or yeah. Cassidy I guess he is now I mean those are gonna yeah. go pretty hard yeah just a ran- yeah yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be a decent combo at least I don't know what it's gonna end up being later when uh, the proper meta team comp comes out that involves Life Weaver but that starting one with like a a Cassidy and him, you're gonna see so many just sudden airborne high noons. I'm sure. Oh, I'm for positive. sure. It's gonna be a lot of airborne. I've been seeing like you can fucking have the run, fucking charge in, cancel, throw him up in the air, and then he goes immediately for a shatter. Oh, it's gonna be nuts. I can't wait for that. Uh, next. Next ability ability is the rejuvenating dash. So this says dash for dash toward your traveling direction and lightly heal yourself. Good ability. Decent. Yeah, decent ability. I can't remember what the cooldown is, but I think it's something really low, like five or four. I believe it was five. Yeah, free healing on a five second cooldown. And is it does it is it any is it any invulnerability? Uh, I think it's like a Hanzo jump. I can't. I couldn't tell because in the little gameplay trailer of him, when he would use it, it kind of looked like he teleported slightly forward. I gotta. Well, I guess we'll see because he comes out tomorrow. So tomorrow. Um. So I guess uh, we'll see then. But I can't give you the right answer, sadly. Yeah. Speaking of which, to be clear, this episode is being recorded. Monday, but it will be released Tuesday morning. So all this talk of tomorrow and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) We're actually this episode's coming out on the day life we will release it. At least finally no one's gonna worry about new shit coming out that we don't know, at least. (laughs) Yeah, there's at least that. I feel we've been on an L streak of coming out with an episode and then something huge drops. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, so rejuvenating dash, just a solid ability. It's good. The next is the most controversial ability in his kit. Life Grip. Pull an ally to your location, protecting them as they travel. It's going to be so, great. So Hell we no. Talk about the, we <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Hell the, no. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Do we want to talk about the cons or the pros first? What about the pros? Okay. A little bit smaller than the cons. <laughs> so, the pros. Go, Mina. the uh, pros. go ahead, Mina. You can pull people to safety or out of line of sight when needed as long as you are in proper positioning. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> or, I guess you can, like. <laughs> I guess that's umbrella enough, yeah. Uh, or, like, the other pro. The other pro I would say, which is technically, I guess, maybe a little bigger than just the pull. This ability does grant you invulnerability while you're in it. Yeah. 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 So it's a it's, it's a it's a soft invulnerability ability. What's the duration of invulnerability? Is it longer or shorter than Kitty goes, or is that depending on like distance? No, 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 no. It depends on the distance. As long as you're in the life grip, you're invulnerable. Nice. So if he pulls you from further away, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how far you are. If he can pull you, if you're in the if you're within the range, you're gonna be invulnerable until you. Get I wonder to if him. he could be uh, stunned. Well, of course, like a holocook would stop that, but I mean other things. I have no idea. Um, another pro. You can use a movement ability to get out of this. Okay. Yeah. So, so if I'm in it, if I'm in it, I can you know as Winston. Oh, I'm in it. If I press my leap, I get the fuck yes. out of there? Okay. Yeah. If you're a character with a movement ability and you're inside of it, you hit your movement ability, you'll get out. You can Genji dash out. I, I assume. I would assume so. You should be able to charge out, leap out as Winston. The question is, can you roll out as McCree? I would assume so. But uh, you can roll out as McCree. You can probably wraith out of it as Reaper, blink out as Tracer. I bet you could translocate out of Sombra. Uh, maybe leap out as Hanzo? This will require more testing, of course, on some of these heroes. But for the most part, if you have a movement ability, you will be able to get out of the life grip. Now, the question for some people who, for some reason, may not know. Why would you want to get out of Life Weaver's life grip? And that's the cons. Dark, go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> trolling. You can never insult a support again. God forbid you type <laughs> support gap in the in the chat. You're gonna go right to life reaver. Just fuck everything. Um, and why why is my support pulling me away? I don't like that. Only only way I see it's a con if like I get hooked in a team and they want to save me. That's like cool. Cool with that. Fuck else do I want to be pulled away? If I'm on fucking Doom, my whole point of my character is to dive, and I'm getting yoinked out? Oh my god. God forbid. God for fucking bid. <laughs> I, will, I will say this. I can see why some supports will want to do that. Now, I know this because uh, my wife is a support main, and she tells me about how annoying it is when certain heroes are just in. And I can understand. One, of, one in particular of them is Doom. 
Now, you are a good dude, but she, from her experience and a little from my experience too, dooms are boom or bust. Um, either the doom is insane or they're dog shit. So, oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Doom is probably the so, most. Doom's a top tier tank, but he's also a top tier throw pick. So, yeah, yeah. So it's, she she's talking about like she would love to be able to have Life Weaver, and when you just have that dog shit Doom player, and they just go in and never get anything done. Or they never the, the main issue that she has is the doom will go in on our team but they'll never get out they never use their abilities correctly to get out and get back to them for healing so she likes the life weaver to be able to just like you're about to die you're not coming back i'm bringing you back she wants to be able to do something like that um the other uh thing to that when you would want to get pulled out of the fight and maybe I don't know maybe if you went in too deep and you like fucked up your reposition and you can't you can't get back I could see that but I don't know it seems so rare I saw a little bit of ML7 gameplay it looks like he mostly used it to reposition his Ana when she was getting attacked which I think if you're using life grip on a support that's really good. Like if you and your your other support are a little bit a ways away from each other, it'll one it'll force the enemy to have to pick which one of you to mess with. And Life Weaver himself has the little dash that'll give him healing, and it should get him away from whoever is attacking him long enough to like maybe get some help or throw it on a pedal. But the other support, he can just pull them over to them and then heal them. So I can see how for the supports that's going to be really good. Um. Everyone else, though, no, I'm not sure. And the Flats did show off a way that you can... Well, he didn't show off a way, but the, the devs put in something to try and stop the trolling, where it won't... If someone's, like, standing next to an edge and they pull you, it won't just throw you off the edge. It actually, like, puts you next to them, or it'll give you a split second where it, like, puts you on the edge and you have some time to, like, run forward instead of just dropping you. But then Flats also showed off a way that if you time it right, you can, as a life weaver, jump off the edge, pull someone, and then jump back. And because you weren't on any ground whatsoever when you did the pull, they'll just go straight into the into the darkness of no map. That sounds fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it, it's awful, but it's also... It also takes some timing. Not that that's going to be too difficult, but it, at least it takes something. They can't just straight up, yeah, get off the map. Uh, what else was there? Was one other thing? Oh, the other issue with it. The question is, there's al there's already so much prejudice against this ability, and. This is a pretty good argument I heard the other day on YouTube. Even if the life weaver doesn't mean anything, buy it when he pulls you out. If he just genuinely wants to save your life, how many people will take it as trolling? Even if they're not trying to troll, maybe the life weaver player is just bad and they made a mistake 
how many people will take it as trolling and then immediately decide to like throw or troll back and then you start losing the game because of that I mean it's probably gonna happen a lot but you know there's like not a way to get past it I guess in that case you just have to be if you want to avoid that you just have to learn how to use the ability more defensively and yeah. letting someone die of stupidity when they have to yeah I feel like it's um I feel like it's definitely gonna be taken more as like the troll ability like people definitely overreact so I can see that being pretty common um I don't know this abilities I don't think it's awful like I, it's not like it's Suzu it's not that bad of an ability but it's like I don't know it's gonna be a little controversial yeah it's controversial it's strong though like if you take it at face value and you purely think of the fact that it's going to be able to pull people out of fights that are losing that's a strong ability in some ways I think it could be worse than Suzu depending on uh, the usage and the timing because it is still in vulnerability but it, it all depends I suppose but um yeah, we're just gonna have to we're gonna have to just wait and see on this one. When the the larger player base gets their hands on it, see how that's gonna go with them. Uh, I guess next we can move on to Life Weaver's passive. This one's just weird. I don't know why you would want to do this, but it's weird. So his passive parting gift. On death, drop a gift that heals the first person, enemy or ally, to pick it up. It's like it's like a kill confirmed for like people. <laughs> kind of kind of what it is. It's fucking uh, I, I don't like it. I think it's kind of <laughs> stupid. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so weird. there was some testing done on this, and if an enemy picks it up, it's like the equivalent of a small health pack. And if an ally picks it up, I think it's the equivalent of a full one. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember the exact numbers. No, I actually think uh, you're right. I know. I think they said the when an ally picks it up, it's like picking up a mega, so it's like 250. Yeah. Okay, so, so it, at the very least, it's not the same. At the very least, the enemy doesn't just get full health back if they grab this, unless they weren't that weak when they killed Life Weaver. In that case, then yeah, they're just full health. But yeah, on the bright side, it's not just straight up. Oh yeah, I killed that dude. Go from like five HP to two hundred. Yeah. That would have been too much. Would have been way too much. But now we move on to his ultimate tree of life. Place a tree that instantly heals allies upon sprouting, and continues healing periodically as it lives. Oh. This ability has a thousand HP, if I remember correctly. Yeah. The pedal has what? Four hundred. Mhm. <laughs> I think I think that's what it has. Again, don't quote me on that. I need to go look at the actual number. But this this man just is like, why does he have so much shield stuff? <laughs> That shit's like, fuck. I think it blocks rhyme shatters and shit too. Yes, the tree acts as like an actual object out in the world. It could be a wall and you can hide behind it. 
and not get hit by things. As a matter of fact, uh, in someone, this was an accident, but someone put this on an enemy ball player and they couldn't move. Like they were inside the tree and couldn't move. That's tragic. And they just had to wait until it was destroyed or it went away. And meanwhile, like their team is dying around them and nothing, they can't do anything. To be fair, it's what every ball player deserves. <laughs> I won't I won't fight you on that. <laughs> but still, um I'm assuming that must be a glitch. Cause there's no way that can stand. That's too much. Way too much. Yeah, nah, he He definitely don't look like a trash support, I'll tell you that. He's no, this this man's probably he's now, probably going to be pretty damn good. Do you guys think he's going to be meta off rip, or is he going to be like a it's a good pick for now? I think he's going to be a good pick, but he's going to need a little bit of adjustment before he can be meta, mainly because of his heals and damage. I think he's going to be a good pick. I don't know if he'll need any adjustments to be meta. Because it seems like most of his devastating utility is outside of his healing. So if you just pair him with a support that does good healing, you'll yeah, be fine. Like, you're pairing him especially, with that would be pretty good. Yeah, especially as you get to the higher echelons of play. Like I've noticed some people talking about how the supports are so good at their job now that killing one support doesn't technically mean anything. Yeah. Even if you kill the support that does the high healing, people are talking about how, like, if you have like, just a good Zen player and a good tank who kind of knows what to do, you can keep the team alive just with Zen. Because really all you need to do, if it's like a decent tank with maybe some shielding, just put the orb on the tank. And then the tank has a shield up and no one else is getting shot. So you don't need to heal anybody else. And they can kind of just stay alive and manage their shield well. They won't die. And you have plenty of time until your other support comes back and you'll be okay. So yeah. when you consider that, especially for the better players, when the better players consider that, I don't think his healing is going to be too much of an issue. Yeah. Especially with his other abilities taking into account. So I don't know if he'll be meta right away, but I think once people start figuring out what to play with him, what the best heroes are that work with him. And especially once the league starts again, then he'll probably, oh, yeah. probably be meta. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he, he's going to have a good start, but he'll be meta later. Okay. Adjustments are not. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. All right. Uh, moving on a bit. So this is Life Weaver's the hero for season four. And we do know that the next hero release could also be a support. And then following that, Blizzard has confirmed there will be two support heroes for every one tank or DPS. That's a DPS player, that is somewhat disappointing. Because as the game is going on, I think supports tend to break the game the most. For sure. No doubt. Yeah. 
So. I mean, you're not wrong, but if we get it all at the, like out of the way first thing, it'll probably be easier to balance the game as we introduce DPS later down the line. But there's never going to be a moment where we get it all out of the way. As long as they continue to add new heroes and with their current pacing, the game will break more often than it won't because who supports to every tank or DPS? So. Is the next hero we get going to be a DPS or no? No. We're not getting another DPS hero until we get another support at the least from what i understand so next season not next season but season uh six is going to be another support i believe and then maybe we'll get a dps i'm not sure they might put a tank before that since they're trying to have everyone catch up to the dps role so it could genuinely be what a year maybe before another dps comes out Depending like on how they DPS do it. scares me. Yeah, because what? It's like each season's around, what, three months? Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, so. Six months from now, we get another hero. Well, no, three months from now. Yeah, no, six months. Six months. Six months from now, we get another hero. And then six months from that we get another one and if it's not a DPS then that means we have to wait another six months so yeah that's generally a year year and a half before we would see a hero that's not a support okay to be fair that is a little long yep yeah they'll probably switch it up eventually change their minds maybe I don't know We'll I see. hope so, because they might end up losing momentum. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, for now, that's neither here nor there. All that really matters is season four. Season four has been revealed, and it is space opera themed. First and foremost, I will say that it begins April 11th, so tomorrow. Or, well, no. At the time of this episode being released, it'll be today. But we're going to be releasing in the morning, so Season 4 won't be out. You'll still have a couple hours before Season 4 drops. So, it's going to release alongside the Bob and Weave game mode, where you can earn a free Epic skin. And, uh, the skin looks alright. I guess. Let me see. Where's the picture? I have one. Yeah, here it is. We'll copy that and show it to you guys. You guys Whose skin is it? I believe. But it's a it's an ash skin. Oh no. yeah. Oh, no, it's a life weaver skin actually. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's an epic life weaver skin. Yeah, the Cassia Lifeweaver skin. It's just a recolor where he's kind of white and green looking instead of the pink, pink and black. Uh, that's an epic skin? Yes, that's an epic skin. Okay. You know, some epic skins were just recolors. I mean, there might be something a little extra to it, maybe, but 
Those are getting lazy again. <laughs> well, it is just a, like a little throw there, throw in skin for an event. So it is what it is. But the big event for this season is going to be Star Watch. Oh, that, that's probably going to be good. Okay, so Star Watch begins May 9th, and it is going to be a PvE and PvP game mode. Now, I don't believe too much has been revealed about it yet in terms of what you do. I think you're, I think you're some sort of space agent, and you're trying to like, uh, trying to find some people. And while doing so, you have to fight through uh, the PVE, PVE enemies, and then some other actual player character enemies. So, I mean, it seems pretty on brand for a space opera. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But the important thing is that they're adding PVE elements into the game, so we can see even more how they're how they're taking that how much further have they gotten since the last time we saw any pve in the game and kind of how they set it up is going to help us kind of see what the future of overwatch is going to be when they finally release the pve which as they've said in the roadmap should be this year so genuinely we can take this as our first look at what pve might be like if you just count the uh, the PvP elements of it. Thoughts about it? Have you seen anything on it, Dark? Uh, hey, uh, actually, I gotta go. It's an emergency. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. Hope everything's well, alright. Yeah, let's hope everything's alright with him. But, uh... Okay, we can just keep going. So, after that one ends, we have the Symmetra Challenge that comes up for the season. And this one seems pretty simple. You just earn a free Epic skin. I think this is just going to be something similar to how it went in Overwatch 1, where you would just play some games, win some games, and you get the skin. Because it doesn't look like they've mentioned any actual event game mode to go with this. So just like a, a complete challenges get skin type deal? Yeah, it looks like it. it looks like oh, it's not so bad. Too. Just gardener skin. Oh, that skin's yeah. actually... I'm not going to lie. I think that skin's actually really cute. I don't think it looks bad. I'm just saying it's not like particularly flashy. I want to be a lady with a garden. Enjoy my best life. We can't do that in the city. True enough. Well, it depends on where you live, I guess. But in the fucking desert right now it's killing me okay yeah no you can't do anything can't do shit you can grow dirt i can i can grow a cactus yes you can grow a Make cactus. No that. there you we go you can grow, a, you can grow a cactus and when someone tries to break into your house break it over their head i'm not breaking the pot i'm breaking the actual cactus they're gonna have to pull out splinters no that's what i was talking about there you go. Yeah. Okay, cool. I get it. Pull out the needles. 
Yep. But after the Symmetra Challenge, we have another pretty cool, pretty cool thing coming up. So starting on May 25th, there will be Talantis, which is the fan-made map that's going to be in the game. I haven't personally gotten to see any gameplay of it yet, but I hear it's pretty... Uh, what's the name of that game? Quake. What? It, it's kind of Quake-inspired. The way oh, it works really? Is, yeah, I hear there's just a bunch of jump pads, and it's going to be great fun. So I can't. I actually can't wait to play that one. It'd be cool if this is like starts a trend where we can actually get some player-made maps in the game. That would That'd be, be good. Great. Yeah. It's so cheesy though. A Talon underwater secret base. Is it Talon? The name of the place is Talantis. I don't know if it's actually Talon or if they're just they just decided to do a play on. I Atlantis. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was just a play on Atlantis. Atlantis. That seems more likely to me. The the coloring of it, just blue and it looks like it's underwater. I think yeah. it's a play on Atlantis. Just normal Atlantis. I thought it was like Talon and Atlantis mixed together. No, it's a Talantis. Like uh, there's no O in there. It's just two A's. It would have been better. Genuinely, it's just Atlantis, but you swap with the, the T. Yeah, you swap the A and the T. That's literally it. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just a play on Atlantis. But after that, though, of course, it's season four battle pass and shop skins. Um, let's see, let's see here. First off, let's go ahead and just talk about the Sigma skin. How do you feel about it? The mythic skin for this season? I mean, I think it looks cool. I can't wait. I haven't been able to see the, the different like combinations yet. That's what I'm excited to see. But to be fair, he does look like a daddy. I don't know if I go so far as to say daddy, but he does look pretty sick. I'm a little conflicted because he looks also a little bit like a Nazi. Interesting. So you don't see it? See it like there's supposed to be. It's like the Imperial like base Overlord Army skin, right? I can see it. I can see it. Let me see here. Let I me mean, see if I can find a good picture. We got wings. We got sharp angles. It's all black. There's some gold. There's some red. In every space opera, yeah. the emperor is evil. Every single one, my guy. You're, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. It, it's getting giving a little bit of uh, mind comp. You are not incorrect. Um, <laughs> I can't even argue that. All of them are, to be so, fair. All the like galactic army skins. Yeah, so by the looks of it, got some interesting skins in the battle pass. First and foremost, this like red, red, uh, what's his name? Life Reaver skin. 
with the long nose. Kind of looks like he's a Tengu. But I'm pretty sure they're drawing from some different lore for that. I haven't and seen that thing yet. I'm looking for it yeah, now. Uh, so put a Not the long nose one. I put a picture in the thing. The thing. The thing. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, that one. It does look yeah. like a Tengu. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It has to be similar, though. Yeah, but he's Thai, so I don't think they're going to... Even if it's similar lore, it's not going to be called Tengu. I think it actually has, like, a, a specific name. I can't remember it. <laughs> yeah. So this is the stuff right now available in the Battle Pass. Most of these things look like emotes. And then Hanzo looks like he is wearing his new skin. So maybe that's actually in there too. I think that one's called Firework. But everything else on here looks like emotes or victory poses. It's uh, like Firework or Festival or something like that. Yeah. But that makes me wonder. Have you seen the the Widowmaker skin? The Harlequin one? Yeah, I'm about to put that picture in the thing next. They gave her an extra defined ass crack this time around. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you gotta look at it. it okay. It's really popping. Um, I'm about to put the image in the thing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think this is the tightest her clothes have been yet. Okay, so do you see it? Some of the, yeah, I can, I can, I can kind of see it. These are some of the skins available in the shop, though. So we look like looks like we have a very mechanized, like actually they look like the I guess these are Omnic Roadhog and Omnic Junkrat. It's kind of surprising how well they like fit in with the Omnic aesthetic. I guess they it makes fit. sense because they they're mostly they're metal fun. already. Yeah. Then, of course, the Harlequin Willmaker. I don't know what the skin is supposed to be on Life Weaver, like a black swan? I think so. Hmm, interesting. But then we have... <laughs> cursed. The godly Pinocchio Zenyatta. No, this is, this is god tier, this skin. He just, just wants to be a real boy. <laughs> That skin is S tier. I'm not gonna lie. That that skin is great. I need that skin now. It really shouldn't Ooh. fit so well. It, it shouldn't, but it does. Moving on though, we have even more skins. Now, I couldn't see whether these were in Battle Pass or in the shop, but I'm assuming shop, since so far it seems like all the skins that are themed around the actual uh the actual battle pass theme end up in the shop for some reason so as you can see here we have the we have a sigma's space army we have an evil looking soldier a evil looking mercy and a uh i don't know foot soldier looking sojourn Hers, this soldier skin is definitely epic. There's no way it's legendary. Yeah, but 
definitely all giving off the space Nazi vibe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Her skin is epic though. It's, it's I will basic. say the mercy. I don't know. That one could be epic or legendary. I I wouldn't be surprised either way. It's pretty sick, to be honest. Yeah. Like she looks good. She does. The soldier skin, uh, legendary maybe. The gun design is so different. Yeah, I think this one's legendary. The gun design is too too different. I don't think it's gonna be epic. And then yeah. of course, obviously, Sigma's is just the the mythic skin. Speaking of which, I was pretty disappointed. I thought they were gonna go in order. DPS tank support. I thought the next mythic skin was gonna be DPS, and I was debated. <laughs> nope. Yeah. It's another tank. I was just sad. So not only are we not getting a DPS hero for like a year and a half, now we don't even get a mythic skin this season. Why is it Sigma of all people? Who said? I don't know. It fits. And I have a conspiracy theory because last season on like tier 70 of the battle pass, they gave him a skin called Galactic. And then this season, we are in a space opera where he has the mythic skin. So I'm going to test the theory. See who's on tier 70 of the season four battle pass. See kind of what the theme of the skin is. And then make my, my guess on the next season's theme based off of that. That's gonna be my that's gonna be my attempt. Think they're just living like little Easter eggs now? Maybe. I wouldn't mm. be surprised. Just little Did you see the no one realizes. Did you see the Moira skin then? No, which one? Uh her new skin that's coming out, the what the fuck is it called? Wicked. Wicked? Mm-hmm. No, let me look it up. Both Zenyatta and Moira have fairy, te- fairy tale theme skins. Oh, They're coming out. Because at first I was like, yeah, I can see that fitting uh, into like space opera. I see it, but it looks like it's an owl skin. Is it? Yeah, it is. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, but that with the. Was there was there a space themed uh, owl skin? There or not, not space? No. Ah. Oh, I'm no, sure we can figure it out. One, but there was so much controversy around it because it was a Sinatra skin, the men in black one. Oh, yeah. That was still just a good skin though, so I kept it. I kept mine. Yeah, no, that's gonna say. Yeah, it looks pretty fucking good. I might actually go for it. The next. Ooh, next. Uh, next, we can hop into the balance update. Just run through that real quick. Just give me a moment. Not being home has destroyed my ability to just have all this stuff ready especially because i was doing something before uh it was time for the podcast so i literally got home just changed clothes real quick and ran away 
right away nice. downstairs just to to go ahead and get that started. Wait, can I even see? We did forget two skins. Echo's new uh, bullet bra skin. <laughs> She's all decked out in like a 1950s retro robot pinup. I didn't see that one. Very art deco. And then uh, Lucio's Robbie Rod skin from The Fifth Element. It's iconic. That one's really good. Oh, I'm vibing with yeah, that yeah. one. I do remember that one. I do remember that one. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's look at these patch notes. These patch notes. So we'll start off with the general updates. So there's an accessibility. There's going to be an added setting. Select a custom color. For health armor shields and the over health and health bars that's gonna be interesting i don't know if i'm gonna change anything i think i'm used to the current setup of the way things look but for people who are colorblind that's definitely going to be very helpful so i'm glad that setting's in there i mean yeah and if you're not colorblind it's just an extra air of customability if you if you really wanted to go that deep in it. Yes. Yeah, that's just a little bit of extra something. Um the next thing is stranded spawn system. So this reads regrouping with your team after getting stranded in a spawn room has never been easier. Spawn rooms that shut down due to capturing or losing an objective will now remain partially active for seven seconds so think uh first defender spawn on gibraltar because yeah that one it's pretty easy to get caught out there if you die at a bad time yeah no that one's gonna be great especially for like supporter tank roles where you're always the first in or the first out <laughs> yes so it continues to read while you still can't change heroes in the spawn rooms other new features have been activated in these stranded spawns the doors remain locked to the opposing team. The healing field remains active, and you can now use the interact key to instantly teleport to the new active spawn room. But remember this only... I'm not reading from the thing anymore, but remember that this only lasts for seven seconds. Yeah, so you get all those benefits, but only for seven seconds. So if you mess up and you miss that mark, you won't be able to teleport and you won't be able to get healed. And I mean, the spawn would... room will open up to the enemy team. Yeah, I feel like they could increase that to like 10 seconds for the duration of a full respawn period. I, I can see what you mean. Well, no, they don't need to because the way the respawns work now is that the minute someone captures an objective on maps like that, where oh, you that's capture right. something, you just instantly get respawned. So, that's right. Yeah. Keep forgetting about that that nice little privilege yeah yeah so there have been more mac ma matchmaking changes backfilling players in unranked modes will now prioritize finding players closer to the skill level of the other players in the match and there's minor optimizations for large groups to improve matchmaking quality that's a nice little change yeah, I mean, honestly, sometimes it takes forever if you're in a large group or especially a five stack to get any kind of matching done. Yeah. Even nowadays. So 
that'd be good. Yeah. Next up, we have competitive updates. So, top 500 leaderboard eligibility has been tweaked. Players will now be required to win 25 competitive matches before being eligible to enter the top 500 leaderboards for a specific role, queue, or region. I mean, that's going to be pretty effective considering it'll give you time to like sniff out cheaters, get them reported, get them banned. If that happens, it'll also be a way to kind of like prove that you're worthy of like top 500. I hadn't even thought about the cheater thing, but you're probably right. Yep, that way you can't just like wiggle your way in immediately and then get banned and still be able to reap the rewards of getting like any kind of, uh, you know, plaques or phrase, etc., etc., even though they're not really that great, let's be honest. Yeah. But we have some penalties now. Competitive mm-hmm. leader. Competitive lever penalty changes. Matches left in different competitive queues are still considered separate for purposes of determining the lengths of suspensions or receiving a seasonal ban for competitive, from competitive play. The start of a new competitive season also no longer fully resets the severity of these suspensions and bans. This should hopefully prevent players from leaving competitive games at the end of a season without facing meaningful consequences at the start of the next season. That's a good change. Next, it reads on, matches left in competitive play will also have a more negative effect on the player's skill tier and division after a five-win competitive update. I mean, it all sounds pretty fair. Okay, uh, the, the next thing, there is a update to the competitive point reward system. So the number of competitive points rewarded for a win in competitive play has been changed from 15 to 25. Well, uh, the number of competitive points earned from seasonal challenges based on your final season rank has also been updated. Hmm. Games played after your last competitive update during a season will still count toward your final season's rank. Must still compete in the season's competitive play qualification challenges to receive bonus competitive points. So it goes on to say that ending in bronze will now earn 300 competitive points, previously 65. Ending in silver will now earn 450, where before it was 125. Ending in gold gets you 600 instead of 250, 800 in platinum instead of 500. 1,000 and diamond set 750. 1,200 and masters instead of 1,250. So that one actually goes down. And 1,500 in grandmaster instead of 1,750. Hmm. Seems like they balanced it for lower ranks to put them in a benefit. I mean, sucks if you were consistently like top of the top, I guess, but I don't feel that bad because they have good games. Well, according to them, they don't really have good game, but I mean, once you're that high up, you probably have so many competitive points already anyway, and you 
grind the game so much you have more wins than losses i don't think they're going to be hurting for competitive points overall yeah. so yeah overall good changes i think we'll really have to see because i don't want it to be too easy to get the golden guns especially because they're the only competitive reward we have at the moment So there are some changes to competitive challenge titles too. So seasonal competitive titles earned from challenges now distinguish between whether they are earned in open queue or roll queue. For example, ending in diamond rank in open queue will earn the diamond open challenger, while ending in uh, roll queue will earn the diamond roll challenger. There's also been a change in the competitive match rank weird name it says but the initial loading screen that shows all the participants of a competitive competitive matches will now show an icon at the top of the screen representing the average skill tier and division of all players in that match it should provide players with a better comparison of their own rank to other players in the match it's about time we got something like that yep just so you can at least have a fucking idea instead of going in blind and figuring out for yourself who's a piece of shit player. Yeah, it still sucks that we that we just don't have uh, the ability to see our own ratings as well as our teammates' ratings, but at least like a overview of the team as a whole. It's helpful in some way. Yeah, that way you, you can at least figure, especially for people who are higher tiered and they're constantly begging what rank that they're in. As an average, from finding out they're in a much lower rank, at least they can be alerted and adjust their playstyle to cater a bit more. Yeah, at least there's that. Next up, though, seasonal rank decay has just been removed. So, hmm. take that as you will. I suppose it's a good change. I mean, I appreciate it considering there are like, weeks I can't play at all. Yeah, maybe I'll actually be able to get to enjoy ranked now that I'm not going go, to go, classes. Go, go, go. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Another change to competitive. Competitive skill update and progression. So both the competitive progress and competitive update screens will now include information about a player's losses and ties as well as their wins. That's great. The competitive update screen will also now provide players with an indication of their current percentage progress within skill division. This will hopefully make it more clear how the results of games played during the update affect a player's skill tier and division. It is possible for players to have a positive win-loss record but not go up a skill division because the progress occurs entirely within a single division. This new message will also this new message will allow players to see they did in fact make positive progress just not enough to reach a new skill tier or division that's good yeah we needed something like that yeah i mean it helps anything to help really like they it it it, with overwatch 2 it really did feel like they almost over privatized things to the point where it's makes it really hard at times to figure out where it where it needs improvement while looking at the team as a whole. Yeah, it doesn't help that because they swapped to a new engine, some of the stuff we had before Mm -hmm. just is gone. 
like the on fire system and the cars at the end of the game. I still think it's funny you can tell when people are on fire by their voice lines. Yeah. So they there has to be a way for them to bring that back. It's like it's not that. Well, they're going to. They've already said they express. They've already expressed that they want to uh, bring that back. So they're going to. It's just I don't know how long it's going to take. As long as they're PvP. Yeah. But now we get to some of the big stuff. So the hero updates. Starting off with the tanks, Reinhardt, his armor health was reduced from 300 to 250, and base, base health increased from 175 to 200. I don't really play Reinhardt like that, so thoughts? Uh, it, it hit. It'll be a little annoying with that decrease, but I think there's enough of an increase, even though there's like, it's an overall health drop off, right? By 25? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you can definitely make it work. It's going to be annoying. There is going to be a little bit of adjustment, but it'll, it'll, it's not too bad considering he's still doing really well no matter what you do to him right now for some reason. Even though he really shouldn't be doing so well, he just he just exists. He's resilient. He thrives. Yeah, yeah. It's just probably a subtle way to bring those like metrics back down to score, considering he still has like a what a fifty eight percent win rate. I don't know. I haven't checked the win rates on Ryan in a while. Something like maybe that. I, maybe I should, but yeah, people thought it was going to be really good this season, and I think he was at the beginning. But the more people played, Ramacho just started to outpace him. Oh no, for sure. It I just for some reason. I will say Ramacho is definitely better in game play wise, like frustration wise, but like for some reason statistics are still I, I feel like it's because the people who play Ryan actually enjoy playing him. He he's oddly enough kind of a niche pick, even though he's one of the easiest tanks. I think Reinhardt is the tank mercy. The tank mercy. Everyone loves or him. Or the or the tank soldier. He's the comfort pick for a lot of people. Yep. Yeah, so that's what I think it is. Um, moving on, though, the only other tank to get a change, which I think is weird because Sigma's been pretty balanced, I think. But uh, Sigma, his accretion, the rock, the impact damage was reduced from 60 to 40. And that's 80 damage total when you include the explosion. And the knockdown duration was increased from 0.8 to 1.1 seconds. I'm not sure he needed this. I'm gonna be honest, no, it is kind of out of nowhere. I I didn't think he was doing too spectacularly. I feels like the tanks have been pretty pretty decently balanced lately. Not extremely, but better than usual. So tanks, I, felt, tanks felt diverse, at least at my level of play. Yeah. It is what it is. Next, we have the damage roll. So Cassidy, his base health—I can't speak today. It's also very late for me. His base health was reduced from 225 to 200, so he's no longer thick Cree anymore. Uh, and his magnetic grenade damage was reduced from 131 to 120, 
Now this reduction will allow 200 HP heroes to live after they get stuck. Even if you shoot them with a body shot, they'll still live. They won't have any health, so one more bit of damage after that and they'll die. But they won't immediately just go up and smoke now. There's a chance for them to be saved or healed up. I definitely think that's going to help with a lot of frustration. But there was nothing more frustrated than getting stuck with a bomb and having a few seconds to realize there is no hope. Yeah. Next is Samba, whose EMP can now disable Blizzard. I mean... I mean, that's interesting. I don't know. I definitely see it being helpful, but also at the same time, I think I remember someone saying that it was probably being done for consistency because with them bringing Life Weaver in and the tree being able to be hacked and all the other abilities that are hackable, it, it just makes sense that this one can be disabled as well. Yeah, I can see that. Um, hmm. It's interesting. I don't really think that's going to change her spot too much one way or another, though. Nah. Next, we have the supports. Ana, her sleep dart. The maximum duration on tank heroes was reduced 30% from 5 to 3.5 seconds. Um, I don't know how to feel about this one. I don't know. I don't know if she needed that. What do you think? As a nerf, I, I guess I will say it is a very annoying the like if there's an enemy Ana just focusing you specifically as a take. Like when that happens it, it, it is very frustrating, but it's just kind of kind of expected, I guess, at that point. So you should be able to protect yourself and pay special attention to the Ana. I Maybe. Yeah, it is it is expected. I don't know how I feel about the consistency though being off now. Yeah, I feel like if you're gonna do that, you should also have like a varying time for a uh, knockout with DPS, seeing as they're second most likely to be hit. If that's if that's what you're wanting to do with it. I just think that they should all be even across the board, and I don't see how five seconds was a problem. Sure, it was annoying, but Sleep Dart is a skill shot. I think if she hits it, she should be rewarded with the five seconds of just runaway time or shit nah. time. Nah. Anna's nah. life has to be harder than it already is. Okay. Absolutely. Right. We have an Anna hater here. I didn't realize. I'm just mad because I can't play her. I can't play her, so I I don't like that uh, this is happening. All right, before we move on to Brig, are there any more changes to other heroes? Yes, there are. We'll do Brig last because Brig. They're trying to break the Brig game is again. A lot. Brig is a lot. We'll, we'll talk about it later. So we'll, we'll move on to Mercy. Her Caduceus staff healing per second was increased from 45 to 55. Why? 
That is a really strong increase. Uh, I feel like she was already really good at triaging. Oh, so. this is but why. But it's, this yeah. The healing is no longer increased for allies under half health. Yep. That, now that makes sense. Okay, that was ridiculously strong, though. So I get it. Some things just wouldn't die once they dropped half health. So Guardian Angel, the cooldown was reduced from 2.5 to 1.5 seconds. So I'm sure people are going to be happy about that. And Jump and Crouch Cancel activate ability state duration increased from 1.1 to 1.5 seconds. I mean, that's a nice way to, to I'm not going to lie to you. I'm tired, so I didn't understand that sentence at all. Come on, let's read it again. A little slower. I don't think it's going to help, but I'll read it again. <laughs> Jump and crouch cancel. Activate ability state duration. Increase from 1 to 1.5 seconds. That. Nope. I'm too sleepy to understand that right now. To be fair, that is weirdly worded, but I think they're referring to the uh, when you're activating Guardian Angel, the duration in which you could activate either your super jump, either of the two super jumps has been increased. So you have a little bit more time to actually pop it off. I see. So I'm not going to understand this next sentence either because it uses the same words. But I'm assuming you're going to understand as the mercy main here. So, the jump and crouch cancel activate ability state can no longer be manually interrupted to begin the cooldown early. Oh yeah, to like uh, uh, cancel it out one way or another. So, you still... I'm actually a little confused by what they mean by that. If I, I'm pretty sure that Mercy, they mean the player can't interrupt their own like active like forcing yourself to land or like doing oh, something no. to cancel even, it out it, even the mercy whisper is stumped i'm surely not going to understand anything going on here oh no all right we're just gonna move on it's just super jump bullshit technicalities my guy <laughs> i don't play her at all so i don't know anything the only thing I'm really worried about is the whole reason that they're they're messing with it again is to like kind of meet in the middle for what they did last time to her jump abilities. And I I bet it's going to fuck a lot of people up for a little bit. Because those quick time events. Okay. I don't know. We're um, just going to have to see how it plays. Yeah, we are. All right. Um, next is her Valkyrie. The support role passive healing is now active for the duration of Valkyrie. So she just gets double boosted healing while of Valkyrie, it seems like. But all the other changes were kind of reverted from the most recent state of mercy, so I guess it's fine if she has this back. I guess she was too strong after all. I guess. Moira. Her fade can now be activated during coalescence. So stupid. Horrible. Coalescence bonus it. movement speed was reduced from 50 to 40%. Eh. And biotic grasp lingering kill duration increased from two to three seconds. Yeah, that's it's supposed to balance out her healing and make her a bit stronger. 
Like even if the orb is Yeah. Alright. Now let's get to break. The big reworked hero. So They're gonna break the game again. I, I feel it coming. Yeah. First and foremost, we'll talk about our repair pack, because it's the least it's the least of the worries we have in the changes. So the range on repair pack was reduced from 30 to 25 meters. Which ultimately feels like it means nothing in the face of the changes to rally. So rally. Which is Briggs Ultimate. When Brig pops Rally, she now gains 100 restorable armor health full for the duration of Rally. Instantly. So whereas the overhealth of the other characters builds up over time, if I remember correctly, she will just immediately get 100 armor health, which is way better than overhealth. Yep. Brig can no longer gradually build temporary health like her nearby allies. So she won't be getting any overhealth on top of her uh, armor. Which is okay. I'm okay with that, because if they kept that in there, plus the armor... Good lord. And the big bashy. Yeah. We'll move on to that right now. So Rally now upgrades her barrier shield, increasing both its size and health. I think that's stupid. They should keep the health the same at 300. Because this is un this is unnecessary. They don't need it to be that big. That that the shield has more health than some tank shields. I think Winston's barrier is only six hundred, and Sigma's is only what? I think Sigma's is actually wait. Sigma's is what nine hundred? I'm not sure. But either way, it puts her in a spot where she has the shield of a tank. She's literally a tank support now. Further yeah. than she already was before, and. Uh, no. And her barrier went from being a personal barrier to an ultra wide monitor barrier. Her and, belly D. Yeah, just purely based on how it looks when she stands in between two enemies, it looks like the barrier is going to be wide enough to fit three people behind it. At least. Yeah, at least. Like herself and then two, one person on either side. And then, of course, whoever stands behind them. So. She's genuinely just another tank in the way whenever she mm -hmm. pops Rally. The only saving grace is that it is tied to her ultimate, so she can't do this all the time, have the ultra-wide barrier, but still. And then, of course, during Rally, Shield Bash now impacts multiple enemies and briefly stuns them. I'm we so glad to have this gun back. Again. No, I, I love it. Know. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be back. amazing. I cannot no, wait. Not. We're going back to the dark times. We're going back to the sunken place. When Brig is good, the, the, the game is very fun for me. No, when Brig is good, the game is in a terrible spot. I mean, you're not wrong. It, it, it just yeah. really depends. I don't think there's going to be enough variation to fix what is coming. I mean, bringing back two tanks the whole point of changing to overwatch 2 was to get rid of that basically close enough yeah this is this is stupid so 
Her bonus movement speed is reduced from 30 to 15%. But apparently someone did some testing and Brill of oh, why wow, I can't speak. Brig can stun an enemy Reinhardt through his shield. Oh. Oh no, that's actually so much worse than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. So no, just genuinely this is on this is that better be a glitch and it needs to be addressed immediately. Because that's unacceptable. I mean, we're bringing her right back. Just just only during uh, her ult. And I'd say this is a ricochet effect that um, this is going to make Reinhardt drop further in the meta. Because if he can get stunned with shield up or down, that's just not good. And he can't really get proper damage through her and to her teammates with her shield up like this. Ramatra's just gonna be better because he can just cleave damage through her. Not cleave, he can penetrate through her and anyone behind her with his punches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think we're off. They're breaking the game again and they know Brick what they're doing. Brick did not need this. Brick did not need this. Uh, yeah, that's everything about Brig. Um, I mean, to be forward to this, <laughs> you're really dreading this, huh? I'm. I am. Like, this killed my career as a DPS player for a long time. When they introduced Brig, it literally shut everything down. She, oh. she brought dopes to the forefront, and just you could not play dps heroes for a long time in the game now i know that with the current state of the game that's not possible you can always play dps heroes now kind of have to obviously but some of it's just flashbacks some of it is just war flashbacks to when brig was good is that yeah but then are you telling me it traumatized you it did I have PTSD for when Brick was good. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to play any of my favorite flanker heroes. At least I have to be super cautious when Brick is ulting. So, there's it's that. Only... And... Go ahead. What was the other thing? You can speak because I need to remember what I was about to say. I was gonna say it's okay it's only while she's ulting you'll be able to still bully a brig every other second of time when she's not ulting because she'll just be basically normal brig with less healing range I guess I guess you just have to watch out for the good brigs who can actually raise ult but there there's Let's be real. There's not that many of them. They're pretty fucking rare. Yeah. This just worries me because... I don't think this is... I don't think anyone on the balance patch team right now was around 
when Brig was busted. So they don't understand why this is a bad idea. Not a single and person, you don't think? I don't so think when... so. I don't think any of these people are still are from that time. Because yeah. the lead hero designer has changed. And I think the team around them has changed. And we don't have Jeff Kaplan anymore. Uh, technically, I think Aaron Keller should have been around. But I don't, I don't know why he wouldn't have mentioned anything about this. But there's more credence to this fact. Because there was a bug in one of the heroes. I think it was Ash. I don't remember what the bug was. But it had been fixed in Overwatch 1. And then in Overwatch 2... At some point, there was a patch note that came out that showed the bug being fixed again. Mm. But the bug shouldn't have been there in the first place if they already knew about this. So I think this is just a different team now, a new team that doesn't know all of the old stuff. Which, if that's the case, I don't want them to be like super stubborn like before and try to keep this bridge and make us go through a slow slog of getting rid of super brick again new goats meta i don't i really don't want another new goats meta. no please no all right let's move on to some better news so the map pool in season four has now officially been disabled all maps are now going to be available very happy that with that in particular is going to be good yes because Season season three was clearly a sniper meta because there were a lot of sniper maps active. But now that the map pool is gone, we don't have to worry about that anymore. There could be more variety based on the map. Oh, yeah. So, at least that's gone. But of course, we still have break to worry about. So we're not out of the woods yet. But... What else? What else is there? There is something else. Ah, yes, in the patch notes. There's a workshop update. They're now introducing workshop projectiles. So there are three new workshop actions allowing you to create either a fully functioning projectile or a cosmetic projectile effect. That's going to be interesting. I wonder what, I genuinely wonder what kind of game modes people are going to come up with now with that added functionality. I mean, it's pretty cool. I've never really messed around with Workshop, but there's a lot of fun game modes that have come out of it already. So the more they give people the like liberty to fuck around with it, the better game modes we're going to have from the modding community. Very true. But on that note, I don't believe we have anything else to talk about today. Nice. Yeah, it's getting late anyway. We've been going for too long. Two hours. It happens every time we don't like actually have a podcast consistently. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been two hours now. We can go ahead and shut this down. So go ahead, say uh, say bye to the people. Any last thoughts, Mina? Bye, everyone. My head is empty. I have no thoughts. Thank you. Okay, um, I'm very tired. I've had a long day. My head is also empty. I have no final thoughts. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Let's, uh, oh, oh.
let's hope everything is alright with Dark. After his I hope abrupt, he's not dead. Uh, yes, after his abrupt exit. Let's hope he's okay. But, aside from that, time to go ahead and stop this payload. See you all in the next one. Peace.